Hello and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is a special episode for August 2009 and we are going to be talking about girls. Hello and welcome to the Fides Club. My name is Patrick Beja. I am your host. This is the show where we usually talk about world news. And today I'm I'm sort of traveling around and I didn't really have time to um, look up the news and see what was happening in the past few weeks. So I figured we could do a special show, uh, a little bit more uh, lighthearted. I don't think there's a lot of thing happening, a lot of things happening in the world anyway. So we're gonna. St- forfeit all of that and talk about girls. Uh, Just a disclaimer, we might be talking about things like uh, periods and tampons and stuff like that. So if if you, dear listener, are 12 year old and think, ah, they're talking about girly stuff, then you can stop listening now because it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but we're all adults here, right? Yes. Okay, good. with me today to help me sort that out are two wonderful guests. The first one you already know, it's Gita from London. How are you doing, Gita? I'm fine, thanks, Patrick. Thank you so much for being here. You you told me just before you were still jet-lagged. You were traveling around, too. Yeah, I've just flown in from Abu Dhabi, but I went straight to Abu Dhabi from uh, Athens, Greece. So uh, it's been a bit of... Uh, running around time (laughs) so thanks for being here uh and the other one is uh kelly from actually i'm not sure where you are from i i know you're from the land of canadia but uh (laughs) i'm not sure where you're from exactly i am from alberta in canada it's on the western western side okay good (laughs) so um you uh, are actually a mom, Gita is not, and I'm a guy. So I think we have sort of uh, a good panel of uh, people to talk about girls and women and what it means to be a girl. And maybe, all right, to do an intro on that for that show, the uh, idea I wanted to convey is that men and women are actually very different creatures that don't really communicate a lot about their differences. Um, that idea came to me from, well, just, you know, common sense, and also the fact that I had a friend at one point who was talking to me about the fact that girls see time in a different different manner than guys because they have their period regulating their um their basically their life every few weeks they have this thing that happens and that puts sort of a a marking stone in their in the way their life flows whereas um men just keep going without a care in the world and nothing really happens that reminds them that that either time is flowing or you know things can your body can change or you know stuff like that that can maybe sometimes make you a little bit more um bring you back down to earth or whatever guys we don't really care about anything is there any merit to this idea or is it just a a a weird uh, a weird thought 
Uh, I think. Yeah. I think that uh, it depends on whether the guy you're talking about has a girlfriend who is subject to <laughs> premenstrual swings. That's because, what I was going to say, too. <laughs> yeah, because any guy with a girlfriend with PMT will know what time of month it is when he says something and he gets a quite violent response <laughs> um, to something he said that he didn't think would get quite that response. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, go ahead, Kelly. So the idea being that not all men are oblivious to that cycle in our lives. They, they're they're subject to it, <laughs> that's for I, sure. Uh, I guess the, the idea of this wouldn't be necessarily that men don't know that there's the cycle, but rather that it, it affects the way women perceive the, the flowing of time, you know, and, and it's like this thing that's going to come back, whatever you do, uh, and that's going to, you know, change what, you know, the way you feel every month, whereas men lead a more careless life which of course if they have a, a okay I was going to say if they have an annoying girlfriend but let's talk about this PMS thing this weird thing that happens <laughs> is it actually that bad that you 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 uh, can you describe to me a little bit if it's actually a, a thing that changes your mood without your your you even wanting or or i don't want to say provoking it but overdoing it a little bit or do you sometimes do you sometimes you know take advantage of that fact to you know <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'll say uh from my i mean everyone's got different experiences everyone's bodies are different everyone reacts to things differently guys will be able to relate to this in terms of pain thresholds some guys um You know, if they have a cold, don't think it's a big thing and will carry on. Some guys, um, you may as well have amputated their legs. <laughs> um, so it's that kind of a spectrum of difference. Um, for me, I never had any issues with it, at least knowingly whatsoever, um, until sort of I turned 30 and then I started to notice it. However, looking back in time, I realize it not as a kind of necessarily something that um, I could actually feel my body changing just before my period or something, but I would, uh, for example, uh, notice that my, uh, I would maybe misbehave a bit more or get drunk a bit more if I had alcohol just before my period. Hmm. And I wouldn't have been aware of it, but uh, yeah, people around me would have been aware of it. So, so that was the fun kind of PMS. Not the uh, you could <laughs> not say that unless I actually decided that you weren't, um, you know, like if I got drunk and you pissed me off or upset me, which might not have been anything you necessarily did that was that extreme. Yeah. Because little things that you'd normally go, yeah, whatever, um, don't take on that <laughs> nice laid back vibe when... Uh, <laughs> so you actually go really uh, insane, oh, well, not insane, but really angry at something like, hey, Gita, uh, can I have a sip from your drink? And you oh. bite the guy's <laughs> head off. <laughs> it might not be like that, but if somebody <laughs> said something like they thought wasn't that big a deal, like a kind of a insult that wasn't, you know, usually that big a deal, yeah. might become a big deal. Mm. 
just before my period. Okay. <laughs> and I won't know that it's a big deal. In fact, I'll only know later thinking about it that maybe I overreacted. But at the time, I think absolutely, with all the righteousness behind me possible, that this person was being a complete asshole and deserved a dressing down. <laughs> so, but it's it's actually something. Yeah, as you're saying, it's that's the real interesting. Thing. Yeah, that's the interesting part. You're you're completely convinced that it is your righteous reaction to to be pissed off. Um, what about you, Kelly? What do you think about that? You know, uh, I've never. I don't notice myself getting angrier. I'm much more emotional. Um, I mean things will uh, bank commercials will make me cry I just <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um but uh you know i just find myself much more emotional um i i cannot think of an instance where i got angry because i was premenstrual you know like <laughs> um but i do yeah definitely more emotional and um if uh if you say something wrong to me or if something goes wrong like this morning maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when i was t two hours early for the podcast and i realized that i had gotten a babysitter and everything two hours early i was pretty <laughs> angry but um <laughs> you know i just react more violently but i don't usually get angry it's more of a oh i'm gonna cry a you mean thing. a stronger reaction to it yeah which I, i don't know which one is worse because i what i think it's the same thing though i think oh i'm gonna ask kelly a question because maybe this will clear it up you see because i think what she says is correct it's whatever emotion you feel you feel more strongly so yeah if i'm um premenstrual and i'm you know someone says something even quite sensitive or something it will take on proportions of yeah i will get quite tearful or something whereas it mm -hmm. wouldn't really affect me like that normally um so it's it's a kind of extremism but mm -hmm. i wonder whether the extremism manifests itself in the way that you normally deal with things like um i guess because i work in i've always worked in fields with lots of men um that uh, I, I do find myself trying to stick up for myself sometimes. And uh, so maybe it manifests itself quite, you know, more extremely in that sort of spectrum when um, I'm PMSing. So for example, if a guy says something that wouldn't be any big deal, kind of be a jokey, laugh it off kind of thing, like, ooh, that shirt's kind of tight or something, you know, something <laughs> stupid and prattish, which I know is stupid and prattish, um, I'd probably like um, usually just go, yeah, whatever you prat in my head. <laughs> But it won't happen in my head when I'm PMSing. <laughs> you, you mentioned um, the, the, the workplace, which I wanted to talk about something else first, but let's go there. Um, isn't that... A, 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 Okay, first of all, I am a complete feminist. I am for equality 100%. My mom taught me well. You know, she was from the, 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 the 60s and 70s when all that was happening. But with what you're describing with a lot of honesty, it would seem like in the workplace or maybe with important decisions, if it happens at that time of the month the decision that you will make might be a little bit, you know, irrational to an extent? 
Mm, no, I don't think it'll be a decision you make. It'll be a way you act at a particular point in time. So it'll be more the way I act as opposed to the decisions I make. Uh, aren't the well, two linked, though? If if you if you have, I don't know, uh, Gita, you're a teacher. So if you have a student saying, you know, giving you a paper that's that makes you react in a different way than you would would he ha have reacted, you know, uh, at a different time, might you not grade the person differently or? No, it won't be. It won't show itself up in the grading. It'll show itself up in the comments, <laughs> where I'd normally be quite like, um, "Okay, well, this is a completely crap paper. What can we say about it?" And I would say things like, "You know, we have this rule. Well, I have this rule, but most people who who mark essays have a rule: a good, bad, good sort of scenario, where you start out with a good comment, you go to a bad comment, you come back with a good comment. Mm -hmm. Usually, my good comments on really bad papers will be things like, I can see you put some effort into composing this paper. <laughs> However, and then you'd go to the bad comments. With this, I probably would be like, oh my god, this is so crap. I'd probably say like, uh, yeah, I can tell that you typed this paper. <laughs> 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 you so, know, something like that. Okay. <laughs> I can see what you mean, though. I mean, uh, at that time of the month, sometimes you might react more emotionally towards a decision. But, I mean, as a woman, we... <sighs> We, we can take those types of things into consideration, you know, and we have to kind of take another step back and look at things a little bit more rationally and say, why am I, why am I reacting this way and what would be the most rational way to deal with this problem? So you are aware, uh, to, because Gita was saying, well, it was when you were drunk, so maybe it doesn't count, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you are aware of all this. Um, I'm, I'm sort of wondering... What happens uh, when you get to puberty and you start, except, you know, not necessarily for the period itself, but when you start realizing that, uh, you know, boys keep just keep being the way they are, right? You're just a boy and maybe you, you see your wiener getting big from time <laughs> to time at pu puberty. That's not a big deal. Um, a girl is actually going to have huge changes in that in that sense. Well, um, that was the other thing I wanted to mention about this this theory about the the cycle in the woman's life as opposed to men not having that cycle. Um, I don't know so much that it's a monthly thing. I think it's you know those milestones in a woman's life, like you know the the first period when she's you know uh, what is it thirteen maybe, and then. Um, Um, and then that goes on for years and years and that's becoming a woman and you're still a woman and you're in your child childbearing years and then you hit menopause and all of that is over. It's those kinds of milestones that make more of a difference than the monthly returning. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think also, you know, you can't put things into isolation because uh, uh, boys don't stay the same. You saw, you know, if you think back into the time when you were in school or whatever, the boys started acting differently, if only in reaction to the girls, but certainly in reaction to their own changes. Everyone was changing it around the same time. 
Um, I guess, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, that's true. But the, I, I guess what I mean is that the changes for the girls manifest in a stronger way, yes. like... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> in, in more of a physical manner, like, mm. uh, boys, it there it is physical, too, and it happens a bit later for them, like, because, you know, what is it, grade seven, all the girls are, like, a foot taller than the boys or something. Um, and then the boys, after that, they start changing physically, getting taller and all of that. But uh, for girls, it's a, it's a personal thing, and it's, you know, it's a huge, big thing, and you don't want to talk to anybody about it, and boys are like what the heck all the girls are you know going crazy <laughs> well do you think that's true I mean the boys were uh, now I mean you know most boys I know before they got tall and filled out and whatever which for some of them happened when they were like 21 or 22 um, <laughs> you know they they had changes they started sort of well masturbating <laughs> daily from like age 10 or something Oh wow, oh, age wow. ten is a little bit early, <laughs> but sure. Yeah, I guess these are changes also. But I don't know. You know, maybe it's just me thinking. Wow, girls are weird creatures, um, and and thinking that it's very different. But for some reason, I'm I'm thinking the changes I had to go through were very minimal compared to the changes you guys. I and by guys I mean girls uh, had to go through. Like. Um, it, it, did you have anyone to to if you you know if you you were saying you don't really want to talk about it to anyone but all the girls are, are going through the same thing and do you get together and talk about it and because again guys don't really care and we're like oh yeah whatever you know girls are, we're we get obsessed with with girls it's basically our our only um real change girls yeah. i don't know it seems like it's a bigger but because you know how children when they're really young are sort uh, sort of boyish even girls to an extent they play around they run around in the in the you know playground and they pull each other's uh, pigtails but girls sort of act like boys uh, it seems to me you know they even though they have the tea parties they just run around and be and are a little bit boyish guys keep going like that they don't change all that much they keep running around and you know uh, being boys being boys but girls sort of have different concerns and different i don't know maybe that's just maybe that's just me i'm i'm, I'm yeah i think you're wrong i still run around most of my <laughs> friends are still guys that i do quite you know I know. I, I do the same things they do. We uh, all but you're a special <laughs> case. <Keith. laughs> well, it is, cool. it is a generalization. I mean, uh, everybody is different. I mean, sure, I yeah. men and women are different, but it and every situation, it does depend on your personality. I mean... All right, uh, so okay. this was our show. The conclusion is uh, everyone is different. <laughs> yeah, of course it is, though. But, um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you want to ask about or have people understand how periods feel, I mean, you know, we can explain, well, I can explain from my perspective how it feels. Like, yeah, I find myself before I, if I haven't been following my cycle, which I sometimes do now just so that I know, that a week before my period, um, I should start watching the way I react to things, so I kind of manage it hmm. to make sure that I don't go, you know, you crazy know, on people. To to an extent, 
I think that uh, as much as guys don't know girls, the way you're explaining to me that all this is not I understand it's not a big deal, but you're saying, yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much uh, guys and girls have different changes, but they have changes all the same. I, it feels to me a little bit like as much as I don't know girls, you guys don't know really know guys either. Meaning that <laughs> you don't, maybe you're so used to it that you don't realize how big of a change it is from us. Like if I had to go through all this, it would be a major life-changing experience. Um, knowing that this is going to happen every month and I'm, that I'm watching it and that I, it actually changes my... Okay, anyway, let's not spend too much time on, on, uh, on periods. <laughs> But I see what you're saying, though. It, for, for a guy... Oh, oh hello? that's okay. I'll, I'll call her back. Uh, Gita just dropped. I wonder if she's just angry at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, keep keep going, Kelly. I'll, um, I'll just add. I see. There. I see your point, though. Like it, it, it is a major change. But and you might be right because we've been living with it for how many years now? Um, and I don't know. It's it's pretty routine. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about I, something. We remember what it was like the first time, but I mean, at this point, we're just we we just deal with it. Yeah. Um, while I'm trying to get Gita back, uh, let's talk about something else. And uh, I want to talk about pregnancy for just a little bit. And then we'll, we'll get to the really fun stuff like, uh, you know, we'll talk about getting hit on and, and what's All your right. reaction to the <laughs> annoying guys. Uh, but to talk a little bit about, um, about the pregnancy, is it all we see in the movies uh, like you actually crave? And I know that the guys who have... Uh, a, a wife who's been pregnant probably know that, but this is more of a, you know, girls for dummies, uh, for dummies who okay. haven't, who have, yeah, who haven't had a wife or, you know, a girlfriend. And I'm not talking about myself here. I'm just talking, you know, <laughs> doing a public service uh, education podcast for 14 year old No problem. Oh, no problem. Back. She's back, yeah. Um, so, okay. Kelly, um, pregnancy, is it like in the movies, craving for strawberries and champagne at like three in the morning? You know what? I didn't really have that many cravings when I was pregnant. Sorry to disappoint you. I'd like oh. to regale you with all sorts of tales. There was once in a while I wanted this certain, you know, spicy chicken dish from a lo local restaurant, but I hate pickles and I never wanted pickles when I was pregnant. Like... I, it's not exciting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, lots of, uh, it's very weird to be pregnant for all you dummies out there. Um, be kind to the pregnant women. Be very kind because, you know what? <laughs> Period emotionalism is, is that a word? Um, is, <laughs> I, I, uh, if it's not, we'll make it one. <laughs> is pretty bad. But when I was pregnant, I was, uh, I was a wreck. <laughs> I really was. In, in what sense? Like well, emotionally? Um, emotionally. I mean, but of course, I, I mean, for, for me, my, uh, my fiance was overseas while I was pregnant. So I spent the majority of my pregnancy alone um, right up until six weeks after my son was born. So I was um, pretty emotional, pretty lonely. Um, <laughs> Are you welling up right now? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played a lot of video games. I just, you know, stuck to myself. Um, but being pregnant is, uh, 
it's a really alien feeling sometimes because you can feel something moving inside of you and it's just crazy but as to whether or not it's like it is in the movies you know what annoys me the most is when i see you know the sitcom or the the tv show and she has like one contraction and oh my gosh we got her to the hospital she's gonna have the baby right away and really it's like took me almost three days to have my baby like <laughs> it's a long time and i didn't even they sent me home from the hospital <laughs> really you, you went to the hospital you were like oh i had my contraction quick quick yeah. quick and they were yeah, like well okay. I, I was so go play go play video games you're you're fine they had to uh induce uh labor for me so i mean it's it's not like that hmm. okay so what was the the one thing maybe you didn't expect to happen to you uh, during the, the pregnancy, if anything? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Okay, Sorry. so pregnancies uh, are, are cool. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, will, I will ask you something, though. Um, do you feel like at when, once you've, you've uh, delivered the baby, do you feel like you go back? I don't mean physically, but as a general state of being. Like you go back to what it was before and maybe you rediscover how it was before you were pregnant or are you like changed completely by the experience? I feel like a different person and I feel like a lot of that is put on to me by the people that I know and uh, my friends. Um, I don't get invited out as often because I'm a mom. Um, that sucks. And as you know, being a mom is sometimes really lonely unless you have a lot of mom friends and then you get really sick of talking about babies and diapers <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's, um, wow, that the, sounds the really cheerful. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> wait. See, I feel like it's the opposite. Like, um, I have my friend who I used to go out with an awful lot who had a baby and whenever I call her, Um, you know, not necessarily to go out, but just, you know, hey, what are you up to? Can we meet even for a coffee, do anything, you know? Um, here and there she'll say, okay, but most of the time it's, can you come over here, which I will do. Um, mm -hmm. Or I'm just too tired, which is understandable. So you kind of leave it up to them. Yeah. It's, it changes between women. I mean, um, as, as a mom, you really have to make time for yourself and get out more. And I got into a very bad habit while I was pregnant. I didn't um, socialize a lot. I wasn't working. I, I finished college and I just stayed home because I didn't, we were, it was a bit, it was a pretty traumatic time because, um, because of the whole uh, uh, soldier husband thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just stuck to myself and then I kind of tried, I kind of fell into that habit again after he was born and just stayed home and I know you know he needs me while he's very young <laughs> but as a mom you really have to put yourself out there and make time for yourself and make time to spend time with friends that maybe don't have kids or just even just get out of the house without the baby get someone else to come over and watch him while you go grocery shopping or something because mm. you your identity becomes very tied to the home and the baby and uh that's while it's a, a good thing you need to have your own identity as well okay talking about socializing let's talk about girls and boys um and women and men Th there's this idea i think it was started by um the 
you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, uh, book that was very successful a while ago. And it's probably based in, I think, I feel like it's based in reality. The idea that men tend to want to solve problems and women just want to bitch for a little bit. You know, they they want someone to Absolutely. listen to them. I'm sorry? Absolutely. Okay. I am sick of bringing my problems to my fiance and saying, this is bothering me and he just wants to fix it. And I say, no. I don't need it fixed, but it's pissing me off, so I need to talk about it. That's so frustrating for me because the I know the way I actually when when a girl comes to me, my girlfriend or whatever, and she's got a problem, my reaction to it is that I I love her, so I want to help her, and the way I help her is by making the problem go away, which is a logical, sensible, intelligent <laughs> way of doing things. You don't just see the problem, look at it, and think, huh, that sucks, and then hug it out, and that's it. Um, I think this is, again, an individual thing. Um, I actually am a problem solver, and I, when I talk to people about things, I want them to help me solve it. Because you're an intelligent, clever, uh, constructive person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like just sitting on things. Um, but I also find... Um, that I don't actually go to people so much because you know to solve big big problems where I actually need help. Like so, for example, um, I'm too proud to go to someone, and I've just started doing recently. If I'm looking for a job or you know something that's a very big thing, where I would feel like they were you know I was asking too much of them or relying on people too much. Hmm. That makes mm -hmm. sense. So I, I won't talk about those sorts of things that I don't think people can help me with without me feeling like I'm imposing hmm. at all. I, I I sort of do that a little bit. Maybe that's a, a guy way of doing things. <laughs> um, well, but I'm not a guy. Very clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I noticed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Let's go back to, to, to Kelly's uh, way of seeing things, which it, it basically means that I'm right. I'm not liking your answers, Gita. You're saying I'm wrong, and oh. I don't like that. <laughs> so <laughs> but, I'm furthering um, the stereotype. Great. Yes. No, but honestly, I think, I mean, you're not the only one. I've actually talked about this with, with a few girls, and maybe, I, I don't know, I don't see guys just wanting to be listened to and to be hugged. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit like that sometimes. But um, I'm also very girly, as as some people know from my movie reviews and stuff like that. I like chick flicks, which is strange. Um, you like what? Chick flicks, you know. Oh, chick flicks, right. What, what did you hear? <laughs> Tickling? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be well, nice. that too okay, sometimes. Yeah, that's Tickle. cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kelly, you really like... If if you have an actual problem and your fiancé wants to help, how can he help? And, you know, it's more of a how can I walk away from the situation just having, you know, hugged her and the problem is still here. It's going to bother her again next week and next month. How is that a solution? Well, you know what? It's... it. <sighs> hmm. 
um if it's a big problem like what when i when something is just bothering me or someone said something that pisses me off i don't need him to say well you shouldn't be upset well i am upset and i get <laughs> that i shouldn't be upset but that doesn't matter so you're not making it better by telling me i'm feeling the wrong way but if there's an actual problem i can talk to him about it and that's sometimes you, it depends on the problem you know the problem mm. where i'm upset while I'm upset. That's, there's not much we can do about that. But if there's a problem like, what should I do about this certain situation, then yes, you can give me advice, but it better be good advice. <laughs> that's very that's very definitive. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think I sort of understand what you mean, though. Um, maybe, yeah, okay, it doesn't really help for that guy who cut you off in the, in traffic to say well you should have uh, done this or that it's yeah i can understand that um it depends on on the actual problem um another question i have stereotype or just you know wondering about it is and we're getting to the more fun part of the of the of the show here when girls go into a bar Uh, or a club, you know, dress up and, and get, you know, makeup and everything, and then go, I just want to have fun with my friends. I don't want guys to come and hit on me. Is that, like, come on, isn't that a little bit That doesn't make any sense. You're absolutely justified in thinking that. But okay, thank you. It also depends on the girl's behavior. If she is, you know, dancing with her friends and she's, you know, I don't want your attention, that's fine. You should back off. But if you're, if she's, you know, coming up and dancing with you and allowing you to, you know, do the shimmy up beside you then, and then tells you to back off, then that's hypocritical. So isn't it... <laughs> I'm sorry, Gita, you had a reaction? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, usually it's got to do with how the guy reacts to it. So there are some guys who, you know, they'll dance with you and it's fun and they, you know, compliment you um, on how you've taken the trouble to look lovely and, you know, whatever. Um, and that's perfectly fine. No girl's ever going to think that's terrible. But then there's the guys who come over and, like, prematurely start groping you or <laughs> you yes, know act I, in yeah. ways that you find antisocial and then it's like hey back off buster i'm just here with my mate okay so i guess there is there ev okay i'm i'm going to rephrase the question is there ever a time where girls will go out in a in a club or a bar with their friends and they absolutely do not want To get hit on or is it a matter of how they get uh, I would say I, no I mean what do you think Kita I think um, I'm always happy to get hit on or flirted with so long as it's done in a way that I consider charming and tasteful I mean and that includes whether I'm in a relationship or not I always love a good flirt um, So, yeah, someone flirting with you, someone complimenting you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and should be done whenever possible by anyone. Um, but, as long uh, as it's tasteful. Well, as long as it's not creepy. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, there are some guys, or there there are quite a lot of guys actually, who don't know how to do this thing without being really quite weird and offensive and, um, you know, make you feel almost threatened for your security. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean... I, I don't go out that often anymore. Um, I've had one night out recently, and that was my bachelorette party. And we took great care in getting ready. It was a 40s theme. We did our hair up, our makeup. We picked dresses months in advance. And we looked damn good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and the attention we got was welcomed. But I got to say, there were some guys that uh, approached us, and we were just like... Okay, <laughs> you are you know you're you're outside of the circle now. You're not allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I guess if it's a bachelorette party, it's it's pretty obvious that well, I don't I I would think that they don't want to be completely you know bothered with guys. But uh, can you tell us a little bit like case study? What was it that these guys specifically did that made you react um, sort of violently? Well, they try and detach you from your group of friends. They take you, you know, you say, okay, I'll dance with you. And then mm. they take you off to some, you know, dark corner <laughs> and start <laughs> dancing. And you're like, okay, but my friends are way over there and okay. you're freaking me out now. You know, things like that. Okay. You know so, uh, no, go ahead. Um, But the, like, we were very lucky. There were a lot of really great people. There were two other bachelorettes that night and it was... Sometimes you just have a great night out on the town and there were a lot of um, great guys that knew what was going on and they knew that we would appreciate the attention and the dancing and the fun and the compliments and it was an all-around good night. We ran into a lot of good people. So okay. it just depends on the type of advances. So in the same area um, of, of behavior, I wonder if you are... Well, I'm sure you're aware, but guys in these places and pretty much in every place if they're not happily married or in a happy relationship i would say we are always on the prowl um always trying to scout the area and see what you know if we if there's a, a good mate somewhere to you know reproduce or to put it crudely well <laughs> yeah um i wonder if girls are aware of this first of all And say, I, I'm going to make a horrible reputation for myself. I'm speaking in general terms, not just, you know, me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, also, I wonder how, if you know how easy you have it, or if you think it's easy, that you don't have to go out and and be the one to actually talk to the person and not seem creepy. Because that's a concern for us, too. We don't really want to seem creepy, you know? It's not like we go out and say, huh, I'm going to creep her out and she's going to come back to my place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we try not to be creepy, but it's our burden, you know, societal burden, to, to be the one who is clever, uh, not creepy, charming, intelligent, and all these things at the same time so that you will, you know allow us to maybe talk to you for more than half a second and not reject us by looking the other way. So what's your feeling about this? Do you, do, uh, this, 
do you feel the same way or do you also have some um, gripe that you want to let uh, me know about? It's a question of smoothness, okay? Look, I mean, <laughs> can, can, you, can you come closer to the mic a little bit, Kita? Sure. It's a question of smoothness and being cool. And this would be the same whether it's a girl or a guy um, for me is um, I don't want to be around with people who don't know how to behave socially in like a kind of... Yeah, but the burden, the burden is not on you as a woman to be smooth. So are you saying that uh, it's up to the man to pick up the girl and that girls don't have that exactly. burden? I would love it to not be the way, but uh, absolutely Patrick? it is. But that's not fair, though. Because oh, if I girls do that, are they then we get called all sorts of names. And, I, and I wouldn't call you any sort of name. If <laughs> I wouldn't call a girl who did that any sort of name. Um, I, w I wish girls did that a little bit more. Well, um, again, my reputation is going to be horrible because people <laughs> are going to understand, well, they never do that with you. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I usually, I would say it's a two-way street for me because... I'll usually, uh, well, there will be some guys who just approach me off the cuff, and that's fine. But uh, quite a lot of times, I kind of look over at somebody, and apparently, and I don't know that I do this, but I somehow signal my, uh, my interest, which some of my male friends say I flash my eyes at them. I will so say that's true. You do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, well, you've been out with me, Patrick. <laughs> well, um, I, you're you're also maybe not again. You're not a girl. I would think who is completely in the norm. Um, maybe you're a little bit more outgoing than than most. I would say. But anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. So anyway, so um, when a guy comes over, then I expect that he knows he's got a chance in there, and that I'm interested in him. And so he'll come over. I won't be coy or anything. I'll be quite welcoming and sort of smile and laugh and, and invite him to come and speak to me in a sense. But, you know, you sometimes get, like, um, guys who are properly weird once they come over and they just put you straight off them. Um, so, for example, I remember I was in a club once and I saw this guy who I thought, probably I still do think, was the most stunning guy I've ever seen in my life. And I was quite um, chuffed that he came over to actually speak to me and so, you know, signaled an interest on both sides and I thought, woo, this could be great. And we chatted for a couple minutes and he was quite charming for a couple minutes and then he just all of a sudden got hugely physical with me to the extent when I was giving him signals that mm, maybe this isn't good, so okay, I'm just going to walk over here for now and I'll see you in a few minutes or something. He kept following me around and trying to give me back massages and trying to touch me like more or less consistently. And then he became creepy and I didn't want him anywhere near me. And then it turned into this weird sort of scenario where I was trying to run away from him <laughs> and he was pursuing me. And there's this desperate race going Aww. on. I'm sorry, but I, I just got the Benny Hill music uh, playing in my head. But um, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so wait a second. Are you saying that it's not actually the guy's, not duty, but societal burden to go out and seek out the girls 
and be oh, clever? No. Are you saying it's 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 not? Mm, what? No, I'm, I'd say it's not. I'd say it's kind of like you get signals from each other. Like if a guy was interested in a girl, he doesn't even need to go and chat to her initially. He can kind of, well, he could go and chat to her, but chat to her very, um, you know, uh, offhandish kind of, oh, uh, do you know whatever. And, yeah, but um, we all know what that means. We all know what it means. And then if he walked away and if the girl's interested, you trust me, she'll find a way of shimmying over there again. Hmm. Yes, that's true. So what you're saying, Patrick, is that the initial um, um, burden of talking or making, you know, verbal contact is all on to the guys? I would even say it's more than just that. It's it's the guy has to hit on the girl. The girl will not go and hit on the guy, but keep yeah that, let's say that's what i'm saying at least you know that <laughs> and more but let's say that well i don't think that's true okay it might be it might be um common <laughs> i mean that's what usually ends up happening um cuz girls like to feel pursued i mean uh, and then sometimes when you approach a guy they are so damn cocky that you're just like well never mind <laughs> like <laughs> Oh look! Check out this chick. She she came up to me. You know, it's yeah. just. Hmm. So I it's, I've run it's into a lot of that in my time. So it backfires too, like because guys are are maybe supposed to be doing it. If if a girl actually does it, the guy is being an ass about it. I think a lot of guys expect that that's what they're supposed to do, so they like to do it. Um, and if you go in there, then they make assumptions about you and your character. Hmm. Well, I yeah. I I don't like to do it. I mean, I I can do it. It works sometimes. <laughs> but I don't if if I could just this is the way I see it. Okay, let's let's make things clear. The way I see it is girls just sit at the bar and they are waiting and basically shopping. They're like, "Huh, this one is, you know, waiting for guys to come to them and they have nothing to do." Oh, I may be overstating it a little bit, but this is the way I see the interaction in a bar between guys and girls. Girls are just sitting there and waiting for the guys to come to them, and they just can just choose to reject or accept a guy's advances. So we just sit at the bar and we have this endless, you know, parade of guys <laughs> walking by, and we can just pick our favorite one. And yes, it's that easy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but guys don't sit and look around at the girls and say, hmm, yeah, she's someone I'd talk to. Nah, they're all dressed up I'd and they're looking in our you. direction, but I don't think so. That doesn't happen? Uh, it might happen also. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're keeping secrets over there. What's what's the guy's game plan in that situation? Um, well, the guys are... Re okay, there is another side to this, which is guys are also deciding which girls they are going to talk to and not going to talk to. So maybe if you're a girl, you have the other, you know, end of the stick, which is you have to attract the guys and you can't do anything about it. Or, well, of course you can, but in this scenario, you can't really do anything about it if they don't choose to come and talk to you. Um, so you're sort of powerless in the situation until the guy comes to talk to you. Yeah, um, I, have you ever had a girl come and talk to you, Patrick, even if it's just like a joking around thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm being playful here, you know, I'm not, it's, uh, please don't take everything I say completely literally, but. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, like I said, it's a girl likes a guy, she will try and shimmy in that direction. Hmm. Um, and sometimes you're surprised by who you like. So, you know, if, if a guy is pretty cool with himself and not weird and desperate and doesn't act antisocial, he can do himself a favor by speaking to a girl and just being pretty chilled out and funny and charming because, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you're open to all sorts of things. Hmm. Okay. So I guess, okay, we've, we've talked that one out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just to, to round up on this topic, uh, the the going back between you know between the two between the hitting on someone and actually having a relationship with them and wanting them to listen what's the deal with the you're a really good listener um compliment is it like when this happens is it over if the guy has you know feelings for the girl and the girl goes oh but yeah you're a really good listener that's it you can like pack your bags and and i think that's a myth i mean yeah oh you're such a good friend oh you're such a good listener i do not think that that signals the end of the relationship in my opinion what do you think Ida? i've never actually said to someone you're a really good listener <laughs> i expect them to listen to me and if they don't they can screw off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wants to bury somebody that doesn't listen? Exactly. Hmm. So it's actually a, a but if so if you say if you think that guy is a good listener, it's actually a good thing. It's not, it's not necessarily you're a good listener, but you have nothing else. The way that you know maybe the way guys say uh, to a girl or about a girl, oh, she's really nice. Oh, it could be because um, if I said to someone. I mean, the only thing I can think of if I ever said it to someone, but I've never said it to anyone ever, anyway, um, oh, you're a good listener. I would think of it as something like, a, oh, good dog, go sit in the corner. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. <laughs> but you've never said it. No, I've never said it because I only hang around with people I actually really think are cool. Mm. You know what? If it gets to that point in the relationship where you're not sure if, Um, if things are going to become romantic and she says, oh, you're such a good listener, then I would say that there's some wires crossed and she's maybe not aware that you want it to go further. Mm. Um, and that might be your fault because you need to you know, step it up a notch, <laughs> make her aware of your intentions or let her know that you're interested or because, mm. you know, maybe she thinks that you just want to be friends. That's actually a very good segue into something that my friend Mark uh, mentioned he, when I talked to him about the, the topic for this show. He said, girls who, um, girls who take advantage of the relationship and, you know, know that a guy is interested, piss him off which I can understand because it pisses me off too, but, you know, you know a guy is interested into you, in you, and you, you pretend like you don't know and you're just friends and you string him along. Um, and I'm sure it happens the other way around also, but um, I'm sure there's a question in there somewhere, not just venting. Do but you do that to guys? Do you string them along? Is that the question? I guess, yes. Thank you, Gita. <laughs> um, no, but um, 
a lot of times you actually think you're just friends with someone and all of a sudden they start acting all amorous with you and you don't want to have to have that conversation. You hope they'll just figure it out. So will you actually make them figure it out? Like, do you not answer the phone a couple of times maybe or? No, I just very much make it clear that I'm their friend, not talk to them about it, but sort of talk about other people that I fancy or other things that, you know what I mean? Hmm. So and that's a clear, if a girl tells you, oh, I saw this this guy who was so cute and so dreamy, then it's a, yeah, you're not the one <laughs> that I want. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Patrick, okay. your, your, your imitation of a girl, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I trained for this show. I, I really, you know. Um, what about well, you, when, Kelly? Sorry. When you said that, I instantly thought of a friend of mine who has a lot of friends when we were in high school who um, really, really liked her. And she just were like, oh, they're like my brothers. They love me. Blah, blah, blah. They're my friends. And I was like, oh, I remember hey, that. And then by, I started thinking about... By the way, your, your imitation of a girl is really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And then I started thinking about all the relationships where I did that. And I was like, oh, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well, I don't think it is a terrible person thing. Because there are some people that you actually, um, you know, even even if they're you guys... You want to you spend know, time with. Yeah, and I mean, uh, to tell you the truth, quite a lot of the guys who are my friends now, even when we met each other, like... I knew that they liked me, but I also, I knew that I wasn't going to go there with them, but I started to like them as human beings, and so, you know, we had this sort of thing that developed over time where now they're really amazing friends of mine, um, partly because they felt very deeply about me, and they know that wasn't going to happen, and they've moved on, and and mm. somehow it makes me a... Uh, deeper person with them or something now i don't know mm. yeah i guess there is something to that yeah um, i think it requires a lot of you know delicate social you know <laughs> finagling to get um to get them past those feelings and and like successfully and then become friends i guess <laughs> it it there's another question in there somewhere which is can you be friends with someone that you are physically attracted to yes We can yes. do it easier, I think. Well, everyone can do it, but um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, Patrick, you know when we were in Paris, I had an absolute crush on the Swedish guy we knew. Yes. And I think I it was quite that. obvious to everyone that <laughs> I was... I couldn't even be around him without more or less salivating. Um, and it shocked me when uh, our other mutual friend Alistair mentioned to me um, recently I said oh I spoke to him and he's got a girlfriend I'm really happy for him he said really are you really happy for him because you used to have the hots for him and he completely adored you and that was a piece of news to me what he adored me back oh, don't oh that's that. terrible <laughs> but you know I didn't mind because actually I I liked him as a you know the thing is with women we can't just fancy well most women I know can't just fancy a guy and that's good enough mm. if he if he in, is an interesting and 
cool and, you know, intelligent person as well, it just deepens it, in which case you just completely admire them. Then you can be their friend because they're someone you deeply admire. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe men have more of the, the one-track mind getting in their way. <laughs> I would say that, yeah, if, if a guy fancies a, a girl, to, to use a British term, um, and he is sort of friends with them, maybe there's not always the intention in the back of his head, of his mind, but at least the hope. Um, if, if you like the girl, and on top of that, uh, again, my friend Mark was saying, there are two components to being in love physical attraction and mental attraction so if you already have the physical attraction and on top of that you're friends with the person it, that's basically all you need to be in love M well you know it's it's <laughs> maybe an oversimplification there but some it, it i would think it's somewhat true um and also guys have this as you were saying one track mind which is which is often on the track of I hesitate to say, but getting laid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, I'm being unfair. That's not necessarily the case in, in that specific situation. But definitely, if you are attracted to, to the person and you're friends on top of that, that's, wow, that's good enough. Like, you, you're, you're there. Um, well, I think that's the truth with anyone, though, anyway. I mean, um, we're the same way. But, um, you know, when I said to you this... Uh, complete uh you know adoration of somebody you know you kind of think of all your friends you kind of adore them and revere them in a certain way the ones that you know well mm. for me most everyone because i know so many people i don't have to be stuck with people i don't like in a pretty <laughs> you know things uh, admire i don't hang out with people just to fill the time i don't need to do that which is lucky but um you know i think even with my women friends I'll sometimes look at them, not in a sexual way, but sometimes think, wow, you're so cool, you're so beautiful, you're so this. Mm. So it's th there's still, for you, a friend zone, which is, well, well, friends reference. Um, the, the friend area, which is different from romantic love uh, area, even if it has, you know, the same kind of admiration or... Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think, you know what it has to do with? It really does have to do with the physicality because, um, quite frankly, if I thought you were great and I also fancied you and then you kissed me and it was crap, hmm. all of a sudden uh, everything would shift. Huh. So, way to go into the conversation about kissing. Um <laughs> That is probably, probably, yeah, actually, I don't know how much of the girly side of me it is, but yeah, if a girl doesn't kiss well, it's probably a turn off. Um, <laughs> but it's can, terminal yeah. for, uh, for me. Yeah, I wouldn't it's say it's terminal. I mean, there's still a chance of getting laid there, but... Patrick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm being lock honest and crude. People. I'm sorry? I said lock up your daughters, people. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope people know that, you know, I'm I'm being, uh, you know, uh, boyish for the sake of making the show entertaining and over the top. But um, 
but definitely if if the kiss doesn't isn't proper like if there if there's slobbering all over then it's definitely going to be a, a turn off uh, why is the kiss so important to you guys for me it's um like it's an indication of whether the guy's going to be good at anything else as well i suppose hmm. whether he's got a physical groove same way like if i you know i kind of do I can feel sexuality or not off a guy in the way he does certain things or dances or, you know, whatever. And if he doesn't move in a particular way, I kind of think, oh, he's not going to be that good in bed, so there's no point going there. Oh, wow. I, I really can't <laughs> dance. I, I just had flashes of uh, moments in dance clubs where, where girls would turn away from me because they saw me, da me dancing. I, now uh -huh. I understand it. <laughs> Oh, he's going for the sleep with me because you feel sorry for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This first date. Um, uh, yeah, Kelly. I a kiss is very important. Um, it, it's a real emotional connection between the two people. Um, like for me, uh, kind of on a <clears throat> different. Um, Uh, wavelength. Um, I'm uh, I'm getting married in like two weeks from today, actually. And um, <laughs> uh, kissing is, you know, it's routine around here. Like we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's not always the most um, passionate kiss, but we we connect very well on a lot of levels. So, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, even if it wasn't we weren't the greatest kissers <laughs> we would still really love each other and i i guess we're just lucky that way so i don't know if that's just like you know good luck to the rest of you guys but <laughs> it's it's sort of no i i definitely agree and if even for me i think again i'm gonna lose guy points but i'm gonna reference dawson's creek um <laughs> i used to have a period of my life when i was uh going ab about you know life philosophies from TV shows and this from like lines from TV shows and this was sort of one of them I remember you know there was this love triangle in Dawson's Creek between mm -hmm. what was the name of the, the, the guy who was like he had a dog face and he always looked sad uh, Pacey yeah. Casey that would be oh yeah Pacey yeah Pacey so he, he at some point him and uh, Tom Cruise's wife were <laughs> were talking or I don't know he was talking about her and he was in love with her and one of them wanted to to make love and the other one either didn't want to or someone was questioning but why do you need it why would you want to have sex and he said I want to because it's the most intimate thing that you can share with someone and you can really connect and this is And for some reason, this sort of resonated with me. And I think that, again, uh, more girly points for Patrick, um, kissing is somewhat in the same area. It's a really, really intimate... It can be. It's not always, but it can be a really intimate experience. Uh, so I'm definitely there with you, um, Kelly. It's, it's something that can be very pow powerful and maybe in a way that guys don't really don't really understand at least when they're younger 
Well, that was a really good line from Dawson, Dawson's Creek. I mean, he just gave, you know, a whole generation of boys a line to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, but I don't want to have sex before I'm married. But I want to share the most I- in- intimate experience <laughs> with you. Oh, it's so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Gita, any, any reaction on that girly talk? Sorry, um... I, uh, my phone's going. I'm going to step away for one second. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no problem. Um, So I guess I only have uh, uh, Kelly's validation for that uh, feeling. I'm wondering if if that would, that kind of of, um, talk and, and... because you always have the, the, the idea that guys have to be guys. And talking like that, at least among guys who pretend, you know, to be jocks and stuff like that might get you a girly stamp and sort of ridiculous. You know, you might be labeled as the silly guy who, who, you know, makes love and not has sex. Um, well, if you're talking like that, I mean... Not that I think that this is important. I don't think teenagers should be, you know, having sex willy-nilly. But uh, if you're talking like that and you're getting laid, then they're not. And if they're giving you that stamp and they're not talking that way, you know what I'm saying? Well, I was talking more about maybe within, you know, with teenagers and maybe uh, a little bit later, even college uh, people. I guess the sensitive guy thing is sort of looked down on from the guy's perspective is it a, a I, I'm guessing the answer is fairly obvious, but is it really a good thing for a guy to be sensitive? It uh, depends. Oh, too it sensitive is that? sensitive too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, I just came, I just got these flowers in the meadow for you. Well, yeah. sometimes it's, it gets to the point where they're like, you're like, man up, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I've had, I've had a boyfriend like that before, and he was so emo and i was just like dude i really i really like you but you have to just you know buck up (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me um one of the things i guess is a compatibility thing so um i guess if uh there are some guys who just don't get what i am so i did actually split up with a guy once because, and it sounds really crazy, but uh, when he, he bought me one gift, which was uh, we were going to move in together, so he, he had it. It was all sorted. And then he bought a keychain for me that was a gold heart-shaped keychain. And I thought, hmm, he doesn't get me at all. Okay, well, we'll let that one slide. And then, um, and, and I thought, okay, well, you know, keychain, heart-shaped, what's the big deal? Um, but I'm not a real girly girl, and I thought any guy who goes out with me should know that. And then um, he came home one day with a stuffed toy for me, and that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm sorry. Yeah. I just there. Wow. That's, that's a terrible story, actually. But uh, <laughs> So that he was too emo? And, and by the way, I have nothing. A, I, I have a, nothing. Look, I have nothing I, against I like our emo friends. I just want to say, emo. Yeah, no, no but the point isn't about him being a guy and being emo. The he point is like, you. sorry. Oh, so, well, the point was that he didn't get you. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. 
Yeah, no, no. It's that he didn't get me, but also like um, the sort of girl he was looking for is the sort of girl who um, would be the sort of girl I wouldn't hang out with myself. Mm. So, for example, I wouldn't hang out with a girl whose whole bedroom, I mean, you know, she could be other, I doubt she'd be otherwise interesting, let's be real, but the sort of girl, I've seen these girls whose whole bedrooms are filled with dolls and teddy bears and they're like 30, <laughs> and you're um, like, what the hell? Kelly, how how is your bedroom? <laughs> My bedroom looks like I, I go to college right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you don't have teddy bears? Eh? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I do. I, I do have a son, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they not my teddy different. bears. <laughs> or yeah, maybe you buy the ones that different. you secretly want and give them to him. <laughs> um, all right. Before we, we move on to the last question of the show... Um, What I was going to say, it? we're going to have to make this a bit quick, I'm afraid. Yes. Okay. So, well, okay. Let's let's just do the last question then. Um, uh, if there is one thing that you wish men knew about women, uh, what would it be? Uh, let's go with Kelly first. No, no. Start with Gita. Oh, okay. <laughs> then let's, okay, let's rewind. If there was one thing you wanted men to know about women, uh, what would it be? Gita, why don't you go first? <laughs> okay, I was going to say um, it kind of goes back to that previous point about people getting you that um, we're not, we're individuals, we're not the uh, sort of person you've constructed in your brain that you'd like to have. Hmm. So, in other words, um, you know, think about who you're going out with, not just the fact that you've got a girlfriend. I think I've found quite a lot of guys who are looking for the girlfriend. And it could just be anyone, and that's a real turnoff. Hmm. Right. It makes. Do Do you think that applies uh, to women too, though? Yeah, of course it does. There are some women who, um, especially, and they're the annoying sort. Which I suppose this is where um, it comes in. The annoying women with the teddy bears and uh, dolls <laughs> in their bedrooms are usually also the sort of women who have said things like. Uh, You know, when I'm 32, I'm going to get married. And when I'm 33, I'm going to have my first son. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? You should just forget these romantic notions, buy a crystal ball, and make some money, girl. Because you obviously know what the future is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Kelly, what about you? You know what? I'm sitting here racking my brains thinking of something, you know, deep or helpful to say. But I think, guys, if you are married or you're living with your girlfriend, vacuuming is very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> do some of the dishes, do the chores, and I can almost guarantee you, you will get, get lucky. some the night at, at <laughs> when the night comes. Yes, you will get lucky. <laughs> It's terrible, though, that you have to think that you need to do something to get lucky when you're living with someone. But, I mean, I'm sure you don't mean it like that, but uh, that's a whole other conversation. Um, w one thing that uh, Nicole um, told me about, uh, again, Mark and Nicole are, are the two people I'm staying with here in Phoenix, Um, she told me if th there was one thing that she would want men to know, it would be when the periods 
come uh, along when it's that time of the month, we don't need you to tell us that we are moody. We know that. You're only going to make things worse. That is a good point. I agree, 100%. All right, good. So I think she'll be happy to know that she has a <laughs> an approval from the panel. And an uh, another hint, don't assume it's that time of the month either. Because if, even if it's not, you will lose an eye. <laughs> well, if it is, it, you're going to lose an eye. And if it's not, you're going <laughs> to lose an eye too. So just walk around on eggshells bristling and going like huh everything's normal everything's fine <laughs> yeah, I think that's the safer bet. yeah safer way to go about it okay well there are really a lot of things i would have loved to talk about uh, and this would be an endless conversation i'm sure the the endless thing about boys and girls but we have to bring it to a close at some point so i would like to thank you two again uh, for being on the show um is there anything kitsch kitsch i keep calling you kitsch because of your twitter name but um uh, kishel is there anything you want to pimp on the internet or where people can find you um, no, not really. If you'd like to follow my Twitter updates, I'm at twitter.com slash Kishel. Um, not very interesting. Lots of game geek things um, and updates and baby about my stuff. upcoming my baby stuff and upcoming wedding stuff. Very domestic. But uh, yeah, feel free. Cool. Uh, and uh, Gita, I, I don't think you have a Twitter account. You haven't fallen for that yet. Yeah, no, I... I Actually, I'm fine, not <laughs> fine without the Twitter, which <laughs> I can understand. She so has enough friends. Yeah, <laughs> we're the ones who need uh, online friends to make up for uh, the 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 real ones. Um, no, I have lots of cool friends, of course, or I like to pretend I do. Okay, uh, you can okay. follow me on Twitter also at twitter.com slash notpatrick. Uh, you can go to the website at thephileasclub.com if you want to leave comments on the blog. Uh, you can send an email to phileas at frenchspin.com and that's going to be it for us. We will be back in a month with our regular news programming shows. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.